This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. You're listening to Sports and Quirks. I'm Emily. And I'm also Emily. And we're going to jump right into the game of the week, pretty much. The end of... The NBA season, game six. Yeah, we have a winner. The NBA season is over, unfortunately, but I was glad of how it all went down, I guess. So the Bucks won, for those of you who um, are not living on planet Earth <laughs> 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 or pay zero attention to any sort of social media or news. Um, they won it in six at home, um, which is great. I'm glad it did not go uh, to seven. <laughs> Same. Absolutely. It. I'm. I'm happy. I like even before the game started. And Arnold and I we were talking last night or a couple nights ago. It wasn't last night. It was Monday night. We recorded a culture check episode, and um, we were talking a little bit about this game. Um, we're recording on Wednesday. The game was on Tuesday night, of course, and so. We were just like, man, I just hope that like the Bucks win and finish it in six. And um, the Bucks delivered. I am very happy to see that like the Sun started. They started strong with two wins, and then the Bucks were like, no, I don't think so. And four straight wins. Love to see it. Um, while I'm excited about the Bucks winning because I love Giannis. Um, it was interesting to kind of see some of the commentary over the last couple of weeks about how healthy teams were going mm-hmm. into the playoffs and like even throughout the playoffs and like how that kind of factored in, like the Suns didn't play a healthy West coast or a Western conference, like any of the teams. Um, they didn't have, a, they didn't play a team that had all their stars. Exactly. Meanwhile, like the Bucks had all of their like starting players pretty much. They came into it and they um, provided the first challenge that the Suns had seen in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's crazy to think too, that Giannis had hyperextended his knee. Like I'm trying to think of how, how much earlier that was. It feels like it was like a week ago. Yeah, it was. Um, But seeing like, pictures of that it's just looks so painful um but impressive impressive recovery there um and yeah it's it's exciting for sure it's nice to see a team win it without being a super team yeah and that like that was good to see from like his interviews and like for folks who don't know and like emily said if you live under a rock and you haven't been on social media you didn't know that the bucks won um this is their first win since 1971. Uh, for context, neither one of us were born in 1971. My mom was born that year, so 
that tells you it was it was a minute ago. Um, like it, it's been so long, and for them to do it, and for them to do it with like a team that's just a strong team, but isn't all of these like superstars. Yeah, definitely. I saw a funny tweet that was, it was like making fun of uh, Milwaukee being a like quote unquote small market. And it was a picture (laughs) of that giant crowd. (laughs) Um, Like, you know, outside during the game and stuff. And they're like, you call this a small market or something. Uh, That's fair. But yeah, I will have to ask our friend Raul, but I would imagine the ratings uh, for this finals were way lower than any past or any NBA finals that have happened like at all recently just because the teams playing in it don't draw a ton of interest nationally I wouldn't guess but I had fun watching it I don't really care about the ratings to be honest I just care about it being a good series and it it felt like it was partially because I didn't want the Suns to win so I was fine with them losing several games straight but (laughs) yes and I mean that this is how it's going to get to where there's like like national like you have fan okay this is me calling out Raul um sorry Raul if you're listening who is a Tom Brady fan so was a Patriots (laughs) fan for a long time and is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneers we're We're not not throwing shade you I mean, like, I'm kind of roasting you. I'm using Raul as an example. Raul, like, openly says, he's like, no, I'm just a Tom Brady fan. Um, he's not like, oh, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. But, like, how teams will kind of become that national team. And, like, I'm sorry to be using this team as an example. But it's the immediate one I think of because in, like, the early 90s, people did not care about the Patriots. And I'm sure as they were getting good with Tom Brady, it was kind of in the same, it was kind of similar. It's apples and oranges because the nineties are very different than right now in terms of like all the distractions that exist, but also kind of the access that people have to like professional athletes is different. And so I, I can't, I have not done a study. I do not have a PhD where I can do a dissertation and like fully speak to all of this, but I think it um, it's somewhat similar. You know, the Patriots kind of gain this popularity nationally because they start winning. Okay. So I think that this could happen for the Bucks or the Suns where they had, and the Suns even last year when they were in the bubble, they were like super successful. They surprised everyone. Okay, so now they come into this season, they do really well again. I mean, they make it to the finals. They do really well. And I think that they're going to gain more viewership over time as long as they maintain this momentum. And the same thing for the Bucks. I think when like Giannis went to Milwaukee, he had such an incredible story. You have this large Greek man just like here trying to figure things out. He doesn't have anything and he makes it and he's like this amazing basketball player. And so like, that's a story people can get behind. That is like kind of the American dream is like you, he's an immigrant and like finds this great success. Very different than like what the average, like American dream story for an immigrant is like most people are not coming to this country to become a professional athlete. But that being said, like a lot of, athletes when they first start out they don't just start out making like a ton of money they like 
have to budget. I remember when like Larry Nance Jr. got drafted, he went to the Lakers and someone that I worked with in the athletic department was like close with him. And they, it was like the, one of the coach's wives. And she was like, yeah, people would like ask him for money. He's like, I have no money. I have no money until I start playing. (laughs) And, um, and so I think it's kind of similar for Giannis where he like, again, had nothing has, he starts doing super well. And then he builds up to like having the success with this franchise without turning it into a like super team. He's just like, no, we're going to do it this way. And so it's just like, it's kind of inspiring. So while the ratings might be low this year, mm-hmm. I think in the future for both teams, if they maintain their momentum, they will have the viewership and they, uh, they might not become a Lakers or the Celtics or um, wherever LeBron James decides to be in life. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there's that potential because they've proven that like they're fun to watch they have players you can get behind besides Chris Paul. Like, I, I think things bode well in terms of viewership in the long run. Raul may tweet at us and correct us, but you know, I'll, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. We're we're gonna watch games regardless. You and oh, I. Yeah. We're not. Oh, yeah. I don't think we're really impacting viewership numbers too much. Um, we are adding two TVs. At minimum, because <laughs> you're watching at your house, I'm watching at my house. That's true. And then Raul has also explained this about how, like, it accounts for when you watch, like, as a group or whatever. And so I, I feel good about this. <laughs> I don't know how it fully works. We're going to definitely have to bring him on for the folks who want to know the numbers because obviously we don't have the answers. Um, it's fine. It's all good. We're going to watch no matter what, like you said. And then for sure – I would like to continue watching Giannis because he is just such a pure, wonderful, cute human being. Like he is so adorable. I just want to like squish his face. It it shocks me that he's twenty six years old. Yeah, and his girlfriend and their their little boy. Um, oh, they're also really cute. They're so cute. They're such a cute little family. I cannot handle it. I want to put them in my pocket. Yeah, they're they're pretty cute. Uh, so yeah kind of bummed it's it's over now i mean we have the olympics to watch uh speaking of which (laughs) so let's talk about team usa men's basketball (laughs) and how three of them were in a game last night and one person lost it's just yeah now it's like they have to be around each other uh I don't know. The whole thing is a mess. The whole team is a mess. Yes. It has been for a while. Yes. Uh, I mean, from the very beginning, when they announced the roster, I don't think most people were too impressed. You have a lot of players opting not to play for whatever reasons they're stating. A lot of it is that the season was, there were just so many games kind of crammed into that time period. People are worried about injuries. Some people are worried about COVID potentially or saying they're worried about COVID. Uh, It's just, I mean, the past year and a half have just been very stressful. And so I understand why why people are not wanting to participate, particularly this year. But even the kind of B-list roster they put together has since dwindled quite a bit. And now we've got some, a lot of people got call-ups that probably any other year would not have. (laughs) We'll just say. 
they've had so many players uh, put into code protocols. Um, I mean, it, it's just Kevin Love left because he has an injury he's dealing with. Uh, it's it's just kind of a uh, uh, what's the term? Carousel? I don't know. <laughs> It's the roster is just constantly changing. It seems like Jeremy Grant is in protocols, but they don't like he has to test positive. But I don't know. Yeah, it's they it's had a, been a mess. They had the game canceled, uh, exhibition canceled because of COVID. It's just I mean, and like. USA basketball for the men, it, they're not the only team to have COVID issues, but like it's just so prominent because it's like they were favored to win and they just like are very all over the place. And so they, it's not like they've had the time to be like, yeah, we're going to like practice together, like have a, have a vibe where we can kind of like work together like they can't they don't have that because they just keep changing out the people i think it's gonna be pretty sloppy yeah that'll be interesting no no fans no spectators which we kind of thought would happen i also saw one country accidentally brought to i think it was swimmers brought too many swimmers with them and had to send some of them home <laughs> i'm like how does that happen counting's hard <laughs> Here we go. Yes, yeah, swimmer sent home is trending on Twitter. Poland <laughs> has sent six, six swimmers home after selecting too many by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just that could be an onion article due to an administrative error. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I were that, might be very upset. That's but, so funny. Yeah, kind of kind of hilarious at the same time <laughs> it's like it is because it's like it's not like it's not like we're a year ago where we don't know how to like set these protocols they had a year to like have protocols in place figure it out and also have it like all right this is how many people you can bring do not exceed 17. this number 17 is the number they could bring and they brought 26 23. What? So, that's quite a big mistake. <laughs> you know, it's not like they had 50 swimmers and they counted a few extras. Like, that's a significant chunk. Anyways, thought that was funny. That's hilarious. The um, cardboard beds that will be given for athletes to sleep on during the Olympics have also made quite the buzz on social media and the news in general. I find that really funny. They are absolute clown. So Jimmy <laughs> Fallon, there was a video of a, a swimmer from I or a diver or swimmer. Yes, I would have, yeah. Well, well I mean, he was, he was jumping. Petite. Maybe yeah, he, he was, was, maybe he was a diver. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. He was, he was little. Cause like Jimmy <laughs> Fallon made a joke about how he's 70 pounds. So he like gets <laughs> on the bed and he's just like, they said that um, any sh like sharp movement will like break this bed, and he starts jumping. But he's jumping so gracefully and landing to protect his joints in a way that like would probably not break this bed. And 
he's just like, it's fake news. And it's just like, um, first of all, you don't weigh that much because you're a diver. You are a petite person. No shade. They just it's stating facts. You're you're little and you're compact. Um, and then you're landing gracefully because you're a diver on this cardboard bed. No, you're not gonna break that. <laughs> like, use your common sense. Um the cardboard beds are kind of ridiculous and for some more background as to why they're cardboard beds um to minimize human contact and like the potential to spread covid um the olympic committee is just like yeah let's have these cardboard beds only two people per room like people only have one roommate and their hope with these cardboard beds is that people do not participate in coitus um and like I don't think that thought was fully thought through when they. Put, I think it's very it naive uh, <laughs> right. way of thinking about things, but um, they also part of the thing is they're trying to be environmentally friendly. That was kind of how they positioned yes. it because they can be recycled. There is mm-hmm. a lot of waste, I would imagine, that goes on with the Olympics. I mean, oh yeah, any mega event. Yeah, so. I understand, I guess, that perspective, but yeah, it's just kind of naive, I think. And no matter what people want to do in life, they're going to figure out a way to do it. Correct. (laughs) Correct. And so it's just like, instead of focusing on that, their bedroom activities, (laughs) like focus on making sure that they like outside of that are put in the best position to succeed when it comes to social distancing, being vaccinated, um, just minimizing risk overall. Like, I I don't know. I obviously am not part of this committee because if I were, I'd be like, no, we should just like rent beds and it'll be fine because you can sanitize them and reuse them or donate them to an orphanage. But like, what do I know? I'm just some kid in Texas. Um, so it was an Irish gymnast, which is oh, yes. way smaller than a diver, a diver or a swimmer. So, yeah. Anyways, yes. So it's just like I think they were focusing on the. I mean, yes, you want to be sustainable in like, me, like super like mega events like the Olympics, like the World Cup. They are super wasteful in terms of like the housing that they build just for this month. Yeah. The venues used in. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like if you think about Brazil, when they hosted the world cup, they have all of these venues that like have never been used again. They're just empty and it's a drain on the local economy to build it. Like there are issues. This is not to minimize that in terms of like (laughs) the sustainability of it. Um, if you're going to cut corners to like, you know, be more sustainable, this is not where you do it, bud. This is not it. Um, I mean, you might as well just be like, hey, sleep in a tent on a cot because then you're not building unnecessary buildings for people to stay in. You don't have to build this Olympic village. But like, who's trying to camp in Japan in the middle of July? That seems hot and humid and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll get off that soapbox. Um, <laughs> now you all know that there are. <laughs> There's a lot of good memes, beds. So. Yes. 
so many. Just search so Olympic beds on Twitter and you'll be entertained. Like imagine someone who's like a like Michael Phelps. Imagine Michael Phelps on one of those beds in comparison to that little gymnast. Yeah. <laughs> not the, one is not like the other. <laughs> one of these things doesn't belong. Yeah. Um, I also want to know how long these beds are. They don't look that long. They, they look like college twin beds, maybe, maybe twin XL beds, which are just longer and definitely not built for a lot of people. So anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to other Olympic things before we talk about all the other exciting sports things of the week. Um, so in the middle of the night, while well, we were, it was the wee hours of the day, you and I were both definitely sleeping. Um, the U.S. women's national team took their first loss in a hot minute in a couple years. It's very hard. I, like, it's got to be really hard on the pride because not only did they just like get take a loss, it wasn't like a you know they lost in overtime in shootouts and like a PK shootout or they lost by one. They lost three zero. Like. That's a lot of scoring in soccer. For those of you who don't follow the beautiful game, um, that's a lot. And then the Swedish Twitter account was like, thank you for the game today. Um, at like the U.S. Women's National Team when they were like, oh, like a loss. And I'm just like, that's like another, that's another point on Team USA. Like, I like the Swedes. I have nothing against them. They gave us Ikea. They gave us H&M. They gave us Volvo. They gave us seatbelts. I have nothing against the Swedish people until they took shots at the women's soccer team like that. I was like, that was rude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no more, no more Swedes. Yeah, no more Swedes until after the Olympics. I'll be like, no, not that I go to Ikea, but like no Swedish meatballs. Um, and that's like your your Olympics update. We'll have more updates because we blessedly have a lot more Olympics to go through. And so you know there's going to be a lot more shenanigans. Yes, definitely. All right, so we cover the Olympics basically. Uh, going back to the SBs, it's been a while, so we have some things to cover. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga UCLA won best game at the, at the SBs this year, which was very exciting. And I think deservedly so. I'm yeah. still sad that it, they're not going to play each other this next year, but it sounds like 22-23 season is on the table. That'll be good. That That's a good I guess, path yeah, matchup. I was going to say maybe with COVID stuff still going on, we'll see very occasional cancellations and stuff this year, but I there's no way that would line up. Uh, last year it was – you know, your team could add a really great game to their schedule uh, kind of the last minute, and that happened a lot. Yeah. And we got a lot of fun games because of it, but I don't think anything like that's going to happen this year. If it does, it'll be, like, very rare, I think, depending on how the NCAA is handling COVID testing and quarantines and whatever. They have a lot on their hands this year with the COVID testing plus the uh, players getting paid. They, they're busy you know someone who works for the NCAA, buy them a coffee. They yeah. are busy. Or a drink. Um, the Alabama quarterback, Nick Saban, has said, has basically secured 
a million dollars or seven figures. So I guess we don't know exactly what that is in endorsements or, you know, anything related to NIL stuff already. And he hasn't played a snap of football. So things are going to get crazy, I think, with all that. I believe that. I think it's going to be – coaches are going to have a lot on their hands to deal with. I think it's – I mean, there's going to be a lot of distractions, I think, for players. And also they're going to be pulled away by other things like having to do commercials for, you know, like these companies that are giving them money and different things and – social media posts and whatnot and I think that it'll be interesting to see how how coaches handle all of that yeah and just schools in general I think schools are going to have to add a new department to deal with that because it's not necessarily compliance it doesn't necessarily fall under ops it's going or like ops for a specific team like I think they're going to have to um, have like a consultant and a team on staff to navigate that especially at bigger schools at, at smaller schools like at Wyoming I could see them hiring like a single person to deal with it but like at Alabama where mm-hmm. it's not just football it's also women's gymnastics it's also basketball men's basketball like, yeah I don't know what their women's team's like not, the women's team is like okay not trying to shade so, anyone I don't know but no. <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be a wild thing to see how all this happens this next year yeah I'm interested to see it. I think it's going to be the next year might be a little bit of a train wreck because it's the first year, Yeah. but it'll be interesting to see how it kind of lays the groundwork for in the next five to 10 years, what that what comes of that and how it shapes college athletics. I think it'll change college football and college basketball. And um, I don't know if it'll be for the better or the worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really sucks. Think about like a four year player who just graduated, uh, they missed out on hundreds of thousands of dollars, potentially million dollars by one year. <laughs> yeah. I would not be happy if I was a recent NCAA athlete, but it's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. <laughs> Maybe they'll find a way to, to get the money, you know, on the back end of things with, I don't know, jersey sales. We'll see. The NHL expansion draft is also happening right now, which is fun. I was born in Seattle, so it's fun to see people be excited about this new team and just see the the nice scenery where they're doing this. It's very, very pretty there. The Seattle Kraken. I'm very excited for this team. Um, we've talked about the Kraken before. Um, because they've been, uh, they immediately jumped into like community outreach type stuff and lots of um, social impact it within the community within hockey. So hope, hoping for the best as they do their draft and hopefully they have a good first season. Just because they're uh, so far for for their brand, um, what? they're likable so far. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of good things. So we like to see that. Um, yeah. Have you, did you watch Space Jam? Uh, no. Okay. I actually have never seen the original. Well, you didn't watch this new one either. But no, I haven't seen this one either. Okay. I mean, I know, 
I know a lot. I know like the concept of the first one and like kind of the main storyline, whatever, but I haven't actually watched it either. The original is, it's a work. I don't know if it's a work of art. It's a classic. I don't know. I'm too scared to watch it again. Um, As an adult, I'm afraid that it'll ruin the magic of it. Yeah, that could be. (laughs) And so, so that kind of, I don't know. Um, I've seen like some positive things about the new Space Jam. I've seen some negative things about the new Space Jam. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, it's on the to watch list. It it seems like a movie that I will be drinking a glass of wine while watching because it'll be absolute clown shoes. I, I think <laughs> there are just going to be so many things that are out of pocket that I'm like, no, I I can't. I need I need some support in this movie. It's on HBO Max, right? Is that how yes. people watch it? Is it in theaters at all? Or it's is it it's just- in theaters and it's on HBO Max. Um, I don't know. Gotcha. So I didn't see the original Space Jam in theaters that I remember. Yeah. I just remember watching it a lot as a kid. Like we just said on uh, VHS, any Zoomers listening, sorry if you don't know what that is. You <laughs> had to rewind the tape after you watched it. Good times. Oh my gosh, it took forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I have, I've read two different articles. One that was like, this is terrible. I don't know why they made this. And then another one that was like, this is really fun. And I want to like, I want to go into it believing it's going to be a really fun, good movie because they have all of these like stars from the NBA and WNBA in it. And it's just like, Oh, this is great. And Zendaya's in it. I'm like, yes, this has so much potential. And um, after I watch it, I'll report back and, I'm hoping it's a positive review or I'm hoping the wine turns it into a positive review. <laughs> there you go. It's, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But speaking of things to watch, I don't know if this will be a wine worthy thing. I want to like not necessarily have a glass of wine while watching Ted Lasso drafts this week. Yeah. Very exciting. I've been rewatching it this week. Just, I don't know. It's just nice. It's a nice show. It is the perfect and show. I'm excited. But it's all, I don't know. I'm also kind of bummed because I know I'll watch it really quickly probably and then have to wait another year. Um. Well, it's coming out more. one episode a week. So that's nice. That's true. Well, see, I don't know if I like that or not because the episodes go by so fast. It, I feel like it's kind of tough to just watch one at a time. But I also know I'm not going to wait until it's all out and then binge it. Because yeah. I'll, I'll want to be like seeing the memes and stuff yes, <laughs> and understanding them, but yes. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't know. So I, I was watching Loki and that was one episode a week and it just, it like added something to look forward to. It made me think of when we were younger and like one episode a week would come out of a show and you're like, Oh man, this is so great. Um, and then I feel like after all the episodes are out, I'll probably binge Ted Lasso because it's so pure and wonderful. It is really good. Very good. Good feel good show. I like how these shows are becoming popular and like showing that viewers are inter- interested in them. Like Shit's Creek is another example of that. Yeah. And I've also heard that Good Place is, it is similar yes. in that way. It is. All, like all three of them kind of are similar types of shows. So hopefully more of these shows get made because I think people need them. We, I think we really do too, just after the last year and a half. And just like in general, we need that morale boost where it's just like we're not super connected with other people. Um, and so 
it it's like helpful to to just see something so happy um and ted lasso man nails it on the head are you gonna make biscuits like biscuits with the boss <laughs> I don't know. I haven't made cookies in the new apartment, so I might maybe that's a good time too. There's a recipe, and it's oh, just shortbread cookies. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's it's. So I mean, shortbread cookies are basically yeah. butter, flour, and sugar. They, so. Okay, I was wondering what what kind they were because they look like shortbread cookies in the show, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, those Someone, are delicious. I think Sydney sent me the recipe because she was like, "You need to watch the show." And then also here's the biscuits with the boss recipe. So I'll send it to you. Goodness. Yes. <laughs> Oh. They're so good. Um, okay, yeah, please do. <laughs> I'll also include them in the episode description. So I don't have a game of the week, honestly, or really any sort of event. I guess the Olympics are coming up, but uh, what about you? Um, the Olympics are kind of my game of the week. It's kind of a throwaway thing, but it's hard because... I want to watch all of the Olympics, as we all do. However, um, a lot of these events happen when I'm sleeping, and it's not just like it's happening at like midnight. It's happening at three in the morning. I can't just like wake up at three in the morning and like be a human the rest of the day because like once I'm awake, I have to start peopling and then like work. Um, my job is not that flexible where I could be like, yeah. I need to take a nap in the middle of the day. So like that's not, ha- that's not going to happen. But um, as the Olympics go on, I think things will kind of narrow down to like what the game of the week will be. But as of right now, it's just like catch what you can of the Olympics. Like when are opening ceremonies Friday? Oh my goodness. Wow. So quick. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, things have already started. So things started, we're going on like last night. So get in your, your Olympics watching now. Because, one, these athletes had to wait a year, so they, you might as well be watching them compete. And two, um, we don't get the Olympics every year. It's a, it's a treat. It's a sports treat. It's a month of just different sporting event treats. So I'm very excited for gymnastics. Um, what fun. is your hot take of the week? Uh, so John Mayer is coming to Denver, and... Um, one of my coworkers was like, Oh, like, are, do you want to go? And I was like, uh, unpopular opinion, but I'm like, really don't like John Mayer. <laughs> uh, I don't think his music is that good. It does not interest me whatsoever. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's just like slow and boring and I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan of his music one. Um, and then he also seems to kind of suck. Like, I don't know. Throughout his career, he's like been in the news for being like really gross to women and stuff and other things as well. But um, I just don't understand why people like him so much, I guess. I like John Mayer's music. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's an unpopular opinion. It is. Because it, he like has changed it up. Now he's doing like kind of a country thing that's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, like love he performed it. with Marin Morris. Yeah. It's it's like odd, um, but I like I don't hate it. I also I just, like don't hate him. I'm like yeah, John Mayer's fine. I don't like. I guess his most popular songs. I don't like them. I think that's fair, and, and like his other music really sounds like his popular songs. It's not like they're drastically different. Yeah. So. 
So you don't really like the musicians that are Taylor Swift's exes, noted. So you don't like Taylor. You don't like Harry Styles. <laughs> you don't like John Mayer. Yeah, I guess. Next, next you're gonna be like, I don't really care for Jake Gyllenhaal. I like Calvin Harris, although he hasn't done anything. And well, that's not true. I feel like I saw a couple. He had a couple things out recently, but uh, yeah, I guess maybe some of them I I don't like. I don't I don't think there's like a there's anything to that but that is an interesting observation it's just more so i've been thinking a lot about taylor swift and do you this is a tangent come down this rabbit hole with me do you think that taylor swift and tom hiddleston actually dated or do you think it was a publicity stunt Uh, yeah maybe publicity man okay what do you think hmm I do not know. I haven't made a decision yet. I'm still gathering data. I like asked my roommate and he was like, I didn't know they dated. Those are two very attractive people. And I'm like, thank you. I feel like it could have worked. I feel like it made sense. She loves to date British men. You know, she dated Harry Styles and she dated Tom Hiddleston. And now she's with that man who's also British, but I don't know his name. So he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. That's like by default who he is. And, um, yeah, that, thank you for going down that rabbit hole of did she, didn't she. Um, listeners, let us know if you think that it was a publicity stunt. Uh, the streets want to know. Um, maybe Also, maybe part of the reason I don't like Harry Styles is the whole Jason Sudeikis, uh, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles situation. Uh, I didn't realize that that had happened. And I was talking to a friend about this where I was like, oh, I like Harry Styles. And I mean, we've talked about Ted Lasso. And so they're like, Olivia Styles left Jason Sudeikis for Harry Styles. And I'm like, well, I like Harry Styles. And they're like, Jason Sudeikis is literally Ted Lasso. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's like, that's hard. That's hard. But like, maybe who's, I don't know. That's, that's not my business. I can't, I can't I make like, a decision there. If I feel like if I were him, I would need a lot of therapy after that. I don't know. I like, would just like be put off by it. Yeah, I don't know. Harry Styles is so young. Like I would just feel yeah. like what? But anyways. Harry Styles is half of Jason Stakes' age, so like that's an issue. And it's not one you think about for men typically, where like men get left for a much younger man. It happens to women. Like that's kind of a, a trope that women yeah, get yeah. left for like a younger version, but um I wonder how he, maybe that's why he wrote Ted Lasso to process through it. I think he's talked about that actually. Like how it felt like somewhat real to him and it wasn't like totally characters. I feel like I read an article about that recently. Anyways, um, what else? Your hot take. My hot take is that maybe the cardboard beds. I mean, we already <laughs> talked about them. I'm like, maybe that's a solution. Not, not the way they were implemented, but maybe, maybe that's the future. I, y- you never know. That could be the future for us. So, I'm sure there are people who are going to be like, this is the most comfortable thing I ever slept on. Love that for them. Hot take. Cardboard <laughs> beds are the future. All right, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Especially in college. Mm. Could be. What uh, wine will you be having while you watch the Olympics? Well, that's a good question. The wine that I've had while watching basketball recently 
I had Prophecy Rosé, and so I could see that happening during the Olympics again. It's a rose. It's it feels like rosé time for for me, like very much so. And it was a nice like it wasn't too sweet, and um, it was nice and fruity without being like too heavy. Like it was a perfect like hot weather drink. Nice. What about you? What are you going to be, what have you been drinking? What are you going to be drinking? What, what's, what's happening? Um, my parents were here to help me move and my mom like had got some wine and I feel like I always just get the same stuff. She's a lot more adventurous in terms of trying different things. And um, she got this bottle of Sauvignon Blanc called Lobster Reef. It has a really cute little red lobster on the label. Oh. <laughs> um, it, but it's from New Zealand, and it, it was really good. I liked it. It's like nice. $12, $13, so a reasonable price. You can get it at Total Wine, which they okay. have in a lot of places. Um, great for summer. Very, very light. So that's my recommendation. Nice. I like that. What uh, Other than your rosé, what plugs do you have? Um, the usual check out tailgate society content. Um, you know, we're about to hit college football season and we're in Olympic season. So be on the lookout for that and kind of to circle back to college football. Um, you know, there's the T of Texas and Oklahoma looking to leave the big 12. So, you know, that there's going to be something about that coming out. Listen to the podcast. Um, right now for culture check, we're going through star Wars, which is pretty, um, fun. Uh, we just finished recording talking about the prequel trilogy. So check that out and uh, maybe you'll find some hot takes in there. Um, yeah, those are all the plugs I have. How about you? I think that about sums it up. So I guess just bigger than sports um, is left. So going back to Ted Lasso, which we've talked about quite a bit, I feel like uh, they had their season two premiere recently in Hollywood and uh, Jason Sudeikis wore a sweatshirt that had the names of the the three um, England English England national team <laughs> players uh, who were targets of racial hate after they uh, lost to Italy in the Euro 2020 final so that's a sad situation people suck like I it's frustrating that that people lash out at players for making mistakes. It's but, hard. Uh, nice to see that support, I guess. Oh yeah. He's, he's just channeling his inner Ted Lasso and you love to see it. Um, and, and it's good. I think it's important to talk about how, yeah, like first of all, we should be talking about how people like mistreat players after a uh, competition when like, it's just not anyone's place to be like, oh yeah, we're just going to like say all these terrible things. And like, it's not just like, oh, you did poorly. It is like super aggressive comments. And so, um, yeah, it, it's definitely something that just needs to be talked about like more and more. So hopefully fewer fans do this and her, like stop harassing players. And then for it to be like anything like racially motivated, like it's just not, it's not a good look. You would think we'd move past this. Um, yeah, fans, ugh. fans can be the worst. <laughs> fans can truly be the worst. Like, how are you going to say that to your own player? You shouldn't say it to anyone. Like it, that doesn't make it okay. But like, how could you say that to someone that you were like cheering for? Um, it, 
like I don't know if fans view athletes as like humans. I I truly don't think that they do. Yeah. But on a happier note. <laughs> yes. On a happier note. Do you wanna discuss the second one? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like botch this man's name. So Shohei um, Otani. I think. Shohei Otani. I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm like feeling okay. pretty confident about that. I, I, I like that for you. I feel like not wrong. <laughs> that's good. Okay. So uh Shohei Ohani um received $150,000 for participating in the home run derby and donated it to 30 angels um staff members to thank them for their hard work. So like when you think about people who work for an organization, like a team, it's not just the players and the coaches and like there there's more to like the front office, there's trainers, there's people who work in the clubhouse, there's media relation. There an athletic organization is a lot of moving parts and a lot of them are like not super like not paid super well. And so for Otani to do this, like that's a that's very generous and kind. And um it kind of shows that appreciation as a player for all of the support staff that work all of the games and for baseball it's like 500 games it's not really i'm exaggerating but like there's so many baseball games in a season yeah it's a lot of games and he said he was going to do that regard like regardless of how much money he got from us so if he had won he would have gotten more money but uh that he he said that was his plan all along was just to give whatever money he got back to staff so i thought that was nice yeah it's a good look good guy of the angels Yes. Love to see it. Um, That is all I have this week. How about you? I think that's it. All right. We will talk to you all soon, and it'll be Olympics-type stuff. Get excited. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.